You are now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Whether you are a new collector or a seasoned pro, on a daily basis, I cover topics to help you grow your hobby knowledge and strategies to make you money in the market. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about something that I tweeted out a few, I don't know, it might have been a couple month or two ago, um, and... It's it's a, it's a combination of a couple things. So basically, the concept is that I think we're going to see some changes in the in the the rules, the, like the uh, I'm using parentheses when I'm talking about rules. But I think we're going to see some changes when it comes to that within sports cards because one thing I think that's kind of a big deal is I think people are coming. If the amount of people, new people, come back in or they come in. Uh, as I'm expecting, and as I think, if you listen to anybody that makes content, everybody says that they think that there are going to be a ton of people coming back. And I think the 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 rule. So just for an example, and I I tweeted this out because I think I said this, and then someone was like, "What do you like? What exactly?" Like, do you mean? And then I I said a couple things, and I think one of the things was that I think. Uh, I think w- within football specifically, I think that people are going to buy wide receivers and running backs just because they're cheaper. Because within the NFL, I think people, or within NFL uh, collecting, like football collecting, the quarterback has been the key card for, you know, I don't know, 20, 10, 20 years at this point. But it's gotten to the point now where, like, Mahomes, like it's got it's gotten to the point. This is very similar with like uh, Prism for basketball. It's just gotten to the point where like the quarterback card is just too expensive, and I think people are going to move to alternative. And I also think that people are going to come into the hobby and they're not going to care that like the quarterback is the like they're not like this. It's it's not necessarily like it, it's almost. I don't know the unwritten rule. I don't know. It's not really an unwritten rule, but it's like generally. You're gonna find that the quarterback is the best is the best card to buy for any uh, for any type of player. But like I said, I think people are gonna come in and they're not going to care. They're not gonna care that the quarterback has been the one that you've wanted to collect or has been the most expensive or been the best value or gone up the most in value. I think people are gonna come in and they're gonna buy the players that they like regardless of if they're quarterback or if they are running back or a wide receiver and i think you know someone coming in who maybe is a little bit more savvy may even come in from a standpoint where they're gonna look at it and they'll say i like this player i like this running back or court or i like this running back or wide receiver better anyways and they're cheaper so i'm just gonna i'm gonna buy them because like because that's the reason and that that i think ends up driving up the value kind of as the or drives up the value for maybe those running backs and wide receiver cards. I think also within baseball there could be some rookie card stuff where people like certain sets or at this point people have just accepted certain rules about the rookie card or certain rules about certain cards, and I think that there could be some shifts. Now, this gets me into my second point, which the second point I think is just as important, but I think maybe... Um, maybe not, yeah, probably just as important. It's the fact that I think there's going to be alternatives to rookie cards because of 
the way that I think sports cards are going to become like pieces of art. Now, I when I was listening to the Mojo Break podcast, I thought they had a funny argument where um so, you know, they were talking from a perspective of someone buying a card and be trying to display it and for them to be like, "Oh yeah, this card's worth like however much, $100,000 and it's just a piece of piece of, it's just a card." The person's going to be like, "That's not that can't be true. Like that's not that, like they're going to pull out a Jordan rookie and they're going to be like, "Yep, this is like a $100,000 card or this is what I paid $100,000 for this." And they're going to be like, "I don't believe you." So, you know, I don't know how that goes in the future, like how the but I do but I do think that the mainstream aspect of art, I think people people look at that and I think the stigma of like the the person who doesn't believe someone when they say that they paid X amount or that the card was X amount of dollars, I think that goes away in like four to five years probably. And then, you know, I don't know what the displaying of these cards is going to look like cause, because it's so small that I feel like the one issue that people might have is they don't want to put it on display or like they would art um, because that's I feel like that's one reason why people buy art and display it. But those art pieces are usually they're pretty big. So you're not running into an issue where someone can just stick it in their pocket. Like a card, someone's not looking, you say it's $100,000, they can just stick it in the pocket. And now granted, I think someone who has the money to, actually, you know, I don't know. I mean, $100,000, it's not like, you know, it, I, I I don't know. Maybe I, I was going to make a generalization about someone that who buy, would buy a $100,000 card. They have cameras in their house. I don't, maybe that, that, that could not be true, but... So maybe that's displaying it. Maybe they do, but either way, I think, I think that's going to be one issue that may, may arise when it comes to people wanting to display their cards, and they may not, and that may, may hurt the stigma growth. I'm putting stuff in kind of parentheses here, but I think what we're going to start to see is, and I think this is happening across the board. I think not really in baseball, but I think in like basketball. I think. Maybe in football, I mean, I think it's definitely, the concept is more basketball related. Um, I think, well, I guess it's also kind of related with quarterbacks. I don't know if it's necessarily as related with like running backs and wide receivers because, you know, and I think the one thing is too, like with, with quarterbacks in the NFL, they're the most important player on the field. So like, that's why typically they're people's favorite player uh, and typically why the sports cards are going to be worth the most amount of money. But the concept is basically that I think the first of something that isn't a rookie card, those cards are going to have more value than like other random or either first or specific cards that have specific meaning to them. So, you know, um, 90s b-ball cards, I think during the Jordan documentary pointed out that the Jor- there's a Jordan Fleer 94 card where he's wearing the Jordan 1s at Madison Square Garden, which that happened to be the last game that he played in Madison Square Garden as a bull. And he was wearing one of the old school Jordan 1 pairs of sneakers. And that Fleer card, or it's either Fleer or Flair, I forget off the top of my head, but there's like one of those cards. Like I feel like that's the type of card that's going to be going to be popular in the future. And I mean, I think I've talked about second year cards in the past where I think it, I think just based off of like 
just based off of Jordan, I think that if you look at players who are top in the league, those second-year cards are going to follow... Sorry. They're going to follow a similar path as the first-year card, where they're going to go up as the player goes throughout their career. Now, after... What I found was that after, like, the fourth year, that's kind of where you might as well, like, look for a different type of card. Now, Jordan, I think, has kind of gained popularity, and we've seen some pretty crazy stuff with his cards. But I think when you're when you're looking at non-Jordan-type players, I think, just even for an example, I think we saw the LeBron to the... LeBron to the Lakers, I think we saw that first prism and the first optic. Those cards kind of went up in value pretty significantly. Like, I think we're like, like, and just for another example, like, that's why I went out and bought Shaq Laker cards, like 96, the same year as Kobe's rookie year, which I feel like is sort of underrated that Shaq was a Shaq played his first year that year. And I, I'm not like, I'm not looking at the stats, so I'm not 100% sure. But when I was looking at Shaq's cards, that first year Laker card is the same year as Kobe. So, like, I went out and bought that card because if my, if the concept that I think is correct is correct, that I don't know at what point we start to see this, but I think at some point we will start to see these like firsts of and it also could be that like it could be that it's just maybe a Lakers thing uh with that specific concept like I don't know if like we you know if Kemba I don't know if he goes on and he wins like a championship or two with the Celtics and he has like this crazy career with the Celtics like could this year's prism card with his Celtics jersey be like more valuable in the future, like, I would say yes, probably, I think, or you look at a player like Kevin Durant, like, will, is Kevin Durant's first Warrior card a big deal, like, and actually, that's something that I, I don't even know when that would be, but I think that might be an interesting card to look into, or, like, will his first Nets card be important, or, like, LeBron's first uh, Heat card, or, you know, or cards of when players won championships in iconic seasons. See, I think these other types of concepts and other areas where people, where things happen in sports, like, I think that for, and it may, may be specific for LeBron, and it may, this concept may be, it may be something that doesn't exactly transcend, because also, you need the opportunity. So, like, for example, if Luka just plays his whole career with the Mavericks, there would there won't be like a there won't be like a, a card of him on another team. But like for if like Giannis, if he decides that he wants to go play for the Warriors or I don't know the Lakers or whoever or or the well if he decides to leave somewhere if he decides to leave the Bucks, then like I feel like that card will be very similar to the LeBron Laker card because it's like. I mean, if we're ranking players in the NBA right now, it's probably like Giannis, Luka, LeBron are in the in the top five. So I think you do really have to look at it from that perspective. Like, And if a player is moving around to a bunch of different teams, like, I mean, Shaq played on a bunch of different teams, but I think the concept really only would work with the Lakers because that's where he won 
basically all of his championships. I know he won he won a championship in Miami with Dwayne Wade. Um, now I don't know if like a like for example Dwayne Wade like maybe his first Bulls card might be something to look into. I mean, and then I think also first. So I think the this is going to have to do maybe more with like soccer cards because I think we're going to see you're going to see within soccer the sport there's so many different opportunities where the first tag can be used. So like for a player like Polisic, you know, you've got the first Dortmund card, you've got the first Team USA card, you've got the first EPL card which came out this year. So already you have three different firsts that I think are important for like a player like um, or Ronaldo. Like, you have his rookie card, then you have his first Man United card, then you have his first Real Madrid card, and then I don't know what his first Juventus card. And I think it's the same with, like, Messi here. Like, Messi has just happened to play his whole career at Barcelona, but I think wherever he goes, that card is going to be valuable. Like, just from an example, like, soccer in general is also... Um, valuable because there just aren't as many cards that are coming out every year. So even you know, even non-rookie cards, you're seeing that like some players have. And I I talked about this. Maybe I talked about it. I think I talked about it on the Neymar podcast and one of the other ones. Some soccer players have as many cards throughout their whole entire career that some American sports, so basketball, football, baseball, whatever have rookie cards. So like a player like, you know, Messi and Ronaldo I think are a little bit different cuz they've been in in the league and in the games and playing for so long. But even them like if you if you look at how many cards they have over the span of their whole entire career, it's not like a lot. So like if Messi goes to you know, the rumor is saying that he's going to go to Man City, I don't know if that's correct, which which that would be an astronomical move in the world of soccer. I think that would be, I mean, the Premier League next year would be, it's going to be insane because this because Chelsea just signed Havertz, they just signed Thiago Silva, they signed Werner, they signed uh, that guy from Ajax. I mean, they've got Pulisic. They're I don't know what they're doing. They're just basically loading up on players. So I don't know exactly. And they signed some other players that I know. I forget off the top of my head what their names are, but like. That team, I mean, Chelsea is going to be a favorite to maybe a favorite to win. If Man City gets Messi, like they're going to be probably a favorite. You know, Liverpool hasn't really changed too too drastically. I think they've made some changes, but like mainly they're on they're, they're in the same they've got the same players basically uh, on their team. And then if uh, you know if um, if Sancho goes to Jaden Sancho, if he goes to Manchester United, that would be huge, and him and playing with Mason Greenwood, um, and and also Bruno Fernandez is also at Man United. So I mean, it's it's it would be insane for Messi to go to the Premier League for that league to just. I mean, now I honestly think that would that would be one way that I think soccer could like blow up is if Messi goes to a league where. Like, because La Liga doesn't necessarily, they don't always play on TV. But if he goes to Man City, where you're going to be able to watch basically every single game, like, because they're going to be on NBC Sports. And I think the way that they schedule all the games out is like they're on Saturday and Sunday and sometimes other days. But there's no way they don't put Met. It's this, it's very similar to why, like, I think Chelsea is such a big, 
um, has such a big American fan base because for I'm not sure if they did. I'm not sure if the, which came first, the chicken or the egg. Did the did the American fan base come first, or did the did they put them on TV and then they became American fan base, or the then the American fan base grew because it, Chelsea plays on uh, NBC Sports a lot, so like you can, or even NBC like on Saturdays, so you can watch almost almost every single Chelsea game on uh, on TV. So I think that is good, but I think we're, I don't know. I'm not sure what they're going to do. Cause I don't know if they, it almost seems like they should come up with some other, like they're going to need to figure out a, like, I, I don't think they already came up with the schedules. They're going to have to figure out a way to put Messi on TV as much as they can. So the TV schedule is going to be all changed around if he goes there. You know, other big thing for that is that he would get a new tops living set card. I tried to put this in a tweet and I couldn't, for some reason, I, I I wanted to say it out loud and not tweet it because I couldn't figure out exactly how to say it. So in baseball, each player only has one Topps Living Set card until you move to a different team. So for example, Bryce Harper has a Nationals um, Topps Living Set card and a Phillies Topps Living Set card. So like Messi, I'm thinking would be the first player to get a second Topps Living Set card if he goes to Man City. And I, you know, I'm. I forget if they have been coming out. The only thing that I think may hinder that is I'm not 100% sure if they've been coming out with Premier League players. In, no, they must They must have because they did. Have they been? I'm not 100% sure. I think they have been coming out with Topps Living Set uh, EPL players because I think they have. I'm not 100% sure. But like... You know, if Messi go, I don't know. I'm not sure what Messi's mindset is. He's one. He's probably. I don't know. It's argue that him and Ronaldo are the two best players. I think it, you could you could make an argument for either. And I think everybody everybody that likes the other one will make the argument of why the other one is the goat and why the one that the, they don't like isn't. I think the argument can be made for either player. Um. So these first these first cards essentially. The, the the first concept I think, and even even inserts I think I think inserts may be overlooked from a rookie and non rookie perspective. I think I know if you listen to Slap Socks podcast, they had summertime cards on or no no Brock's cards, and he talked about inserts and the what he's looking at, which I think is definitely I mean. Rookie inserts, non-rookie inserts. I think they're definitely going to be looked at in the future because those are the ones that are like the art kind of. Like the inserts are the cards that have the the other design. So I think I look at it from that perspective and say, well, that's why inserts should potentially should potentially have some more value. I mean, I feel like I also feel like that the that Panini or Tops they wouldn't. If they didn't think the inserts were valuable, they wouldn't put them in. I think that's another thing that you have to look at. Like the concept of the insert has been around for so long, and Tops has always done it. I feel like you have to look at that and you say, well, what other what other things have these companies done that they've always done that potentially could hold more value than we think because the companies uh, have put them in. Now, some people will say, well, they're just putting inserts in so that way they can print more. Maybe. That's maybe correct, but I, you know I don't think there's anything. I would rather I would rather them print more product 
and more people have it than print less product and people have to pay triple, quadruple for it online. Let's just put it that way. And I think another concept that I want to talk about on a future podcast is that I think Panini should um, they should brand a product the way that Tops brands uh, the flagship product. And I tweeted that. And maybe I need a little. Maybe I should explain a little bit more. It is a little bit vague, but either way, I, I, that's going to be another podcast. So, for these first, I think like you know, Olympic te- like LeBron Olympic cards. I think like that was a two thousand four card. Like I think you have to look at specific reasons why. If you're if you're kind of if you're investing in cards that aren't just base rookie cards, you have to look at reasons why those cards have like value or why they have specific things about them that people will want either they want and then and then you look at maybe pop reports and say well it also there's only a hundred of these psa 10s too so that gives it a second reason but i think you have to look at the card specifically if you're not looking for rookie base rookie cards and say that like this is these are reasons why and i mean this also may come from sort of a marketing perspective that I have where I'm I have a sports I have the sports fan perspective but then I also have a kind of marketing and eye for that type of like what people are interested in not just from a fan perspective so I'm interested to see if anybody else has any other concepts or things that they're talking about or uh, re- reasons they're buying non rookie cards because I think I think they're we're we're gonna see that market grow as well, even from a modern perspective too. Like I think that the, from modern cards we're gonna see that see that concept grow because rookie car- rookie cards, some of them are getting just too like too expensive. Like a hundred dollars for a Don Russ, like to, for a hundred dollars for a Don Russ Zion. That's kind of crazy. And I know Zion's cards have gone down a little bit, but I'm just I'm using him as an example. Like people coming in, they're not going to be able to buy if they want a Zion card, they're going to look at cheaper alternatives to because like you think of, if you think about it, looking back thinking back a while, it took me like a year to buy a card that or maybe even more than that. It took me a while. I don't know exactly how long, but like probably a year to buy a card that was over like 50 bucks. So like you know, maybe some people are a little bit more, they're ready to go. They're ready to spend their money maybe a little bit more quickly. But I think if you are, if you're getting into this trying to make money, you shouldn't, you should be spending a lot of time. You should be spending so much time before buying a card, doing research on the market and learning each product and seeing for yourself what you think is going to be the best card to buy. Because they're, if you ask me or you ask anybody else, they're going to tell you like they're going to tell you what the best card is. But like, you may not like that card. So if you don't like it, then you shouldn't just buy it, even if you don't like it. But I think that the like with rookie cards, they're continuing to get more and more expensive. And like Giannis, for example, I think I think you're going to see cards from 2014, 2015, 2016, probably go up in value and I don't, I don't know maybe you'll see like um the last year maybe you'll see like a 20 2019 or 2018 card like an MVP card so card from his MVP year so you know I think th- these are alternatives that you should be looking at if you want to 
spend less money, I guess. It's their alternatives to the, the ever-growing market of the rookie cards. So that's all I've got for this episode. I want to thank you all for listening. If you are listening on iTunes and you want to go subscribe and leave a review, that would be phenomenal. I Thank you, thank you so much for that. Uh, also, go follow on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Reddit, Action Network. That's where you can find everything else that I'm doing on the internet. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, thank you so much for listening. Everyone, have a nice day. I'll see you in the next episode.